Hello there, and welcome to uh, the first in a while Black Van T-shirt revisited. Uh, Nikki's here. Aloha. A revisited episode that she wasn't originally part of. (laughs) And we are joined by her sister Lucy Bonnet uh, once again. Which means we are discussing at last... The new album from Metallica from this year, 72 Seasons. Yeah. So we, we may as well, very quickly, we may as well just, uh, <laughs> seeing as you don't have an original ranking or anything like that, Nikki, uh-huh. and you haven't spoken about Metallica here before <laughs> in this safe space. Really, why am I here is what I would uh, ask. I wasn't going to ask that, no. Uh, I was going to ask just what are your general opinions of, of the band overall? I don't really have much of it. Like, I... I like their big songs, but I also think a lot of their stuff sounds quite dated and a bit cheesy. I think that's fair. It's not, yeah, it's not really the kind of music that I like to listen to, but I do, I I, I like Master of Puppets' album. Yeah, and you are familiar with more songs than a lot of people would be, I think. I think you make an exception for them compared to most heavy bands. I think you've also got an appreciation that they are got a slight we say edge over other heavy bands it's not really the heaviness it's more like their era i suppose mm. of heaviness is quite um the stadium metal yeah thing. yeah okay so nikki's kind of joining in to give her opinions on the new album but obviously won't be giving context to please ignore whatever i say any pre- previous discussion or ranking uh so yeah they felt sorry for me so they invited me to that's exactly part. it yeah so, we haven't really talked about this properly. No. Lucy, what's your opinion of 72 Seasons, in well, a nutshell? Straight in there. Yeah. I don't know about you, Chris, but when it first came out, I wasn't very, sort of, I had no real anticipation for it. I'm exactly it, the it same. It was just there. Which is weird, considering we. I seem to remember we finished the conversation of the original podcast of being like, actually, well, no, it probably fits. I've been like, when they release something else, I'll listen to it and I'll be interested. Yeah. But I'm not excited. I think that was pretty much where that was at that point, and that kind of matches how I felt about it when it came out. I think if they came out and said we've we're doing something completely different, mm. off the wall, you know, this is metallic like you've never heard before. Thing is, they tried that, didn't they, with Lulu and. We don't. We don't no. talk. But about they that. tried. No, but they've tried it in other <laughs> albums that have worked. Yeah. Mm. Just as Metallica, and that's unfortunately based on first listen. I think that's what lack. What is lacking? New creativity. I think. I think our criticism generally of everything, um, Death Magnetic onwards. So Death Magnetic and um, Hardwired. Uh, Hardwired self destruct. <laughs> Was was that they've got to that point where they are just rehashing old ideas to please the fans with some new things thrown in, and I suppose this is kind of more of that, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is, and I feel like it's they are they're appeasing to to certain kind of secular of people, hmm. um, and it's almost like you want someone like a third party to come and say, "Guys, have you ever considered going down this route?" Yeah. That's what worked for you first time. I think I, I'm, I'm, yeah. The thing that I quite like about this one 
is that they are still doing that. They are still basically calling back to previous successes, but they're calling back to the previous successes that I enjoyed the most, more than they have done, especially than they did do on Hardwired. I, th- I seem to remember thinking that Hardwired had a lot of, a lot more of going back to the more ploddy 90s stuff mm-hmm. that I wasn't that into. Um, sort of a bit of Black Album stuff, but quite a lot of Load and Reload stuff, which I had as my sort of bottom part of my ranking in the albums. And I feel like 72 Seasons is much more intense, I suppose. There's yeah. not a lot of let up. Not at all. That's what I've got in my notes. There's no dynamic shift, which I think is what makes me feel kind of uncomfortable with this album a little bit. It it makes the one hour seventeen minute running time <laughs> a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that. And there's a you know there's there's a case to be made that the reason as to why it's like that because it's it's a, I would say quite personal dark albums for James specifically. Is it feels like I think there's been a lot of critical praise for him on this one in terms of his lyrics yeah. and him being open like that mm. and it's very cool I think what one of my I mean one of, one of my highlights generally is it's my second favorite track on the album is the closer Inamorata mm-hmm. which is their longest song mm. to date at 11 minutes but it's, it's one very long it is very long but Interestingly, I don't think it feels that much longer than a lot of the other songs on the album because actually it is, it is one that has quite a lot of dynamic variety and and, yeah. and has those moments. There's that moment, beautiful moment in the middle where he really drops out and he properly sings like he never really has before. Yeah. And I think that's where there's still those those little bits that they they are doing things that they haven't done before that that really did stick out, which is. I, I think that section is probably a big part of why that song is my number two. Okay, yeah, but I also think it's generally a, a decent one. The riffs there are all pretty good, and yeah, it justifies its running time, which is surprising for an eleven-minute song. I well, I think the album in general is too long. Yes, so long. I, I think you can make your point without it being a. If, if, if for whom the bell tolls, you can get in and out within five minutes. You yeah. can you can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, sorry, but you can. It's it's it's. You made your point. The first, you know, you you can make your point in in a five minute song. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're talking about, I mean, I think vocally sounds insane on this album. Mm -hmm. I mean, people forget he is probably still one of the greatest hard rock vocalists of all time. This is it. Like he's he's one year younger than my dad, so he is sixty, and his his vocal is is probably as good as it's ever been on this album really in terms of its range yeah. and its power and it's like he sounds great i mean you get people um, on youtube like proper like vocal coaches you know you, you see those reactions on youtube of vocal coach reacts to this song mm-hmm. you see people going whoa this guy yeah. like he's amazing because he's technical and you know people forget the band is a very technical mm-hmm. um solid outfit and Particular highlights for me in terms of vocal acrobatics would be um, if Darkness had a sun and chasing light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the, you know, basically showcases how fast his vocal range is, and you kind of you've got especially the um, kind of within his head voice. You, we haven't heard that since the early stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think well, that's that's my big thing that I like about this one is that I think they've. 
we've talked about the recent albums drawing on previous stuff. I feel yeah. like this is the one that's gone the furthest back in doing that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the thrashiest of the modern Metallica albums. Yeah. And I talked about on the original episode of my realisation that actually the Metallica that I like the most is the fast, thrashy Metallica. And so I'm happy that this has got a lot more of that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the length. It's the length of all the songs are what let it down. It's, it is the big, big thing. I think it was a Coheed. Uh, first Coheed, not the first the second to last Coheed album something that I said there was that every song goes on for one chorus too many like mm-hmm. it, it feels the need to repeat a chorus or something again one more time and I feel like this album almost every song does that as well where you feel like that would have been fine to end it there but they felt the need to just tack on one extra bit and if you do that with every song that's adding on a good like 20 minutes to the whole album yeah, and I mean, they've not been in the studio for quite some time, so that probably feels like they're kind of overcompensating yeah. a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm not... I'm indifferent to the whole, like, they have to be thrash metal. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they can mix up different genres. Mm-hmm. For me, I was... You know, you can refer back to my original ranking, but Ride the Lightning was my favourite because it had the different yeah. varieties of music. You did have the acoustic stuff... You had, uh, you know, stuff at breakneck speed, and then you did have the ballads. And I don't want to call it. Oh, you have to put ballad. You don't have to put ballad in, but it does. You need you need that stuff I in th- there somewhere. Yeah. They're yeah. let's be honest. They're bloody good at a ballad. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. I suppose that is this. Other than the, that closing, the bit in that closing track, this album doesn't really have one. Actually, does it? Go on, Nikki. As someone who's who's not shared any opinion over sort of what you like about this band more than other things lack of variety mm, yeah I know do you know what when we were listening to it together I was sitting there thinking I bet that's what you're kind of getting from it is especially by the time you get into the end it does start to feel the samey um so I'd say it's quite a solid listen you know it's enjoyable there's 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 some catchy riffs in there mm-hmm. And I do like the callbacks to the Black Album. So there's there the, definitely are some. Yeah, of those. so there's yeah. that. Oh, really useless now, but there's the one that sounds a bit like Enter Sandman. Yeah, which um, you'll tell me. Is it Sleepwalk My Life Away? Yeah. There's one yep. that sounds a lot like Sad but True as well. Which is You Must Burn? Yeah, straight after it. Which which are two of my worst? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a good thing in terms of their creativity, but I enjoy listening, thinking, hmm, that sounds like a song I quite like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of like, you know, it was it's a very kind of energetic album, but but like Lucy said, there's kind of no change in pace, so it does all start to feel a bit mm. samey. Um, I think I struggle to get away from the fact that that's impressive for, like I said, guys that are in there who are now sixty. Yeah, but I don't think that's a way to judge an album. No, it's not. It's like, not. It's not at all. These guys but... could be dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Just it's very hard going music to play. Yeah. Um, but I think, like Lucy said, <laughs> it's it's um, something that's enjoyable about Metallica is that they do, you know, their their classic songs. They do have a kind of mm. peaks and troughs in yeah. term in terms of sound. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of it was it was quite hard to distinguish. 
I don't know. I, I always, I, I test with the most acts, most artists. I go through the track listing and I think, what does the first 10 seconds sound like? Mm. And I skip every song and I think, what gets my attention straight away? Not much did. God, that's a test. But that's how you judge a, a band like Metallica because it is a one-two punch in most cases. So yeah, or even like even like the ballads and the slower ones have some kind of appeal with that first. They often have quite a sort of mysterious sounding guitar part to start it off or something. So I, I skipped. I skipped like every song. I thought, you know, the one that stood out to me was uh, I think it was it Shadows Follow with with the bass. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, okay, this is interesting. Because you're hearing another mem- member contribute. Yeah. And that's a very, uh, yeah, very sort of thrashy intro there, isn't it? It's very sort of... What I I think, this, this album sounds very raw. But, so where, like, Death Magnetic sounded very raw, but it sounded raw in the way of it... Like, didn't we talk about, I think, the fact that they wanted it to sound like being back into being a garage thrash band. Yeah. And it did sound like that, and that wasn't a good thing. Whereas this sounds raw, but it sounds raw in an exciting way that's still decent quality. It sounds like a good band rather than. Well, you've sort of got because Greg, um, the guy that produced it, Greg Fiedelman. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. kind of an offshoot from Rick Rubin's production yeah. team. So it's like they've carried that on yeah. from the Rubin days. And yeah, he's he's kind of moulded his own sort of sound with Metallica now, mm. and they all record within their own space. They don't run out of studio; they rec- they have their own studio. Yeah. So it's almost like they're grooving, like they used to yeah. back in the day. Yeah, the pressure's off, kind of thing. And it's not like Black Album where everything was spliced and put yeah. together almost artificially. Yeah. This is a band that's basically rocking out. Yeah, just well, and this is the key, isn't it? I think at this point, you get as a band, you either get to the point where you are doing things to make money, and that's the only reason you're carrying on, or you're carrying on because you've got to the point where you've reached the pinnacle of what you could ever reach, and so you're now just doing it for yourself and to have fun, and that's where it feels like they're at at this point, which yeah. is a great thing. Um, yeah, I've uh, my apologies to <laughs> to bassist Rob in that I've realised that the three songs that he has a writing credit on are in a row and are my three worst songs on the album. <laughs> but none of his... He's had writing credits uh, before and none of them have been very good. Yeah, it's... It, so it's... Screaming Suicide, Sleep Walk My Life Away and You Must Burn. They're all the very sort of 90s, either Black Album or Load and Reload era sounding uh, Right, see, ones. I didn't mind them. That's probably why. yeah. Screaming Suicide I think I feel difficult about because I think the message behind it is great Mm -hmm. it's it's James kind of trying to sort of shine a light and say you know this this is still a taboo subject and it shouldn't be and kind of male mental health and that kind of thing but actually Was this this recorded before he went into rehab? It's very clumsy Uh, I don't know actually that's a good good question I have no idea don't know Nikki you were looking like you were disagree with that slightly no 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 I I had that down as one of my worst Screaming Suicide yeah yeah. It it is, music, musically I think it's yeah not good what, what would what oh, did you just, not like? it just it, again it just sounds a little dated yeah well that's, 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 that's explain what you mean what exactly sounds dated can't <laughs> sorry 
can't explain. <laughs> I can't, you can't no. explain. It sounded like you said cunt. Which yeah, it, it, that's, what, that's, that's why. I, Just to be clear. But please, keep, please keep that bit in. <laughs> no, edit. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. What didn't you like about it? Cunt. Cunt. I've said this about something before, and I can't remember what it was, but to me, it just reminded me of kind of 90s uh, bad sort of teen dramas where they walk into a club and there's a metal band playing in the background just as a, like, generic heavy music 90s band, mm. and that's how Screaming Suicide sounds to me. But I, I yeah, I think it's just them not... that being conscious of that at all it's it's, no, their, it's, it's it. their age yeah this is it I'm They're, sorry but yeah, I, I, I don't want to bring their age into it but it, they would be so immune to all of that yeah exactly exactly you kind of have to respect that I'm like, I, I mean even, and I think that's what I think that's why they do have a lot of goodwill still going their way like they can they can do things like that and people will just enjoy it for what it is you know? because honestly if I was a producer in the room and I say hey James Screaming Suicide, can we rename that track? It sounds lame. Yeah, yeah. He, being him, could turn around and say, no. No. Fuck yeah. off. I'm James Hetfield. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, because no one, no one would. No. And, you know, I respect him a lot for what he's been through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and let's, let, you know, there are things about, there are certain things about his some of his choices and, and lifestyle and things that I wouldn't agree with and things like that. But in terms of, like what, Chris? Hunting, I suppose, is a big one. That kind of thing. But, like... I don't think he... he he's not in, really... doesn't really partake in that lifestyle anymore, though. No, and in terms of the grand context... I mean, we've been talking earlier today about the context of, kind of, male musicians being absolute disappointments, morally. Yes. Um, we, yes, we did speak about that, yeah. You know, he... He's on the better side of that, as far as we know. Hey, let's not commit to anything. As far as we know. I'm, you know, I think surely by now he just—I don't know—he seems—he <laughs> seems—he seems like a pretty good egg to me. Like he's been with his wife for—not that that means anything, but no, but I know a, a long at. time. This is, this is what I mean. He seems—he seems pretty solid as far as I can he tell. Has, he has—he like, has the—he has the nu- like the nuclear family, the yeah, the, the dog, the and, wife, and the it kids. seems like that's yeah. what he wants. You know, he's that—he's yeah. that kind of guy. Um, and I mean, that goes down. I mean, we kind of need to. I guess this ties in with the theme of the album is his childhood mm-hmm. and the 18 years of, of his life which kind of coincides with the album title 72 yeah. Seasons is it kind of I can't remember what he said it kind of defines your true or false selves I yeah. believe that's what, how he described the album um, I guess putting things into context his childhood was for, for, for a male and like his, his dad and his mum mm were not good role models yeah. so we had no real role models yeah. both male or female yeah no I, th- I think yeah, I think this is it so he's kind of had to sort of define his own or walk his own path and discover himself yeah it's just so hard to say anything confidently about any man in the public eye this right is, now this is the problem disclaimer this may yeah. age badly yeah I don't know. yeah but I, you I don't know you think that the guy, a guy in the sixties, it would, you know, the worst has come out already. Hey, Danny Elfman. He's seventy. Place, mm. <sighs> <sighs> place your bets. The worst thing they could have done was go on a tour with Guns N' Roses. 
Well, they just did Pantera instead. Well, this is true. This well, is yeah. Well, yeah, true. yeah. Guilty by association, I suppose. Yeah. Fans That's a whole other conversation. Maybe this should be like an offshoot of the normal podcast. Yeah. It's po- politics and music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, where are we? Oh, 70, uh, I mean, opening and title track, 72 Seasons, is my third favourite. It's, it's my first. I think hey, it's absolutely fantastic. It's, it starts the album off brilliantly. It's a real statement track, I think, to start their album this late on in their career with a song as hard going as that and as kind of. And it's one that's got a bit more variety within it, I think. Yeah, I mean, well. it's catchy, and I think we can all agree that Metallica, for a metal band, writes, writes some pretty catchy yeah. hooks. Yes. There's I think th- that's what I was trying to say earlier in a not very articulate way. That they have bangers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, that that should have should have been all you said. In fact, in fact, I think maybe I'll re-record my. <laughs> <laughs> I think a big thing that I like about it that I think is a, a thing throughout this album is their like they have quite a few sections where they do the Thin Lizzy harmonised lead guitars thing that happens in that in Amarata a lot as well, uh, and there's a little bit in Century Seasons where that happens. Um, and it just sounds good. I think that's a big thing about this album as well. There's not only are they hard, uh, going back to their early stuff, but more than they have done for a long time, they're bringing their original influences into things mm. more obviously as well. Yeah, it's like a celebration of stuff that they. I suppose that that title, like you say, of seventy two seasons, them being eighteen years old, it's kind of almost a deliberate thing, I suppose, of that kind of calling back to and remembering that time and what they were listening to then and things there's a lot there's some stuff on here that's a lot more new wave of British heavy metal than which is the stuff that influenced their first couple of albums yeah than, definitely than it has been for a long time there's a lot of I mean Diamond Head is a big one of their yeah. like influences so that's come into fruition mm-hmm. big time I wouldn't say any of it feels forced. It's just not no. all of it. To be honest, like, it's not all for me. Yeah. Like I can grab parts of it and say, yeah, definitely that. I love that. But there's there's some songs that you could easily fit on Death um, Hardwired or Death Magnetic. Mm, yeah, 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 definitely. There's nothing that says I, I, you know, it could fit anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's another it's another Metallica album. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is crossover because some of these riffs, you you know, Kirk Hammett's been sitting on them for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the famous story of him losing what two hundred four hundred riffs. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. He lost a bunch of riffs at an airport. Like, yeah. how does that happen? <laughs> and it's like he's been working this whole like. It's about the whole of COVID, which was like two or three years yeah. on these riffs. And he's like, right, I'm not going to lose it this time. We're going to use all these yeah. riffs on yeah, this yeah, album. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a riff bank. Oh, Kirk. What a guy. Has he still got his ranch? <laughs> he still surfs. He still what? He's a big surfer. Oh, I thought you said serves. And he's got some very nice film poster inspired guitars which yeah. he's a big horror fan isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my favourite track in the end was um, the first single actually which is Lux Turner um, 
It's a perfect three minutes twenty-two. Yes. A rare pleasure on this album. Holy Jesus, that was yeah. my that was my favourite. But also, again, I've got this is one that I've got as as the kind of new wave British heavy metal influence coming in again, and oh, I don't know. It just it just it's, it's it's right up there for me with just classic Metallica songwriting. It's straight in. It it does what it needs to do and then leaves. <laughs> just zips along nicely doesn't yeah. it and his vocal again James' vocal in the chorus of that song is incredible yeah, yeah. so so good and so short <laughs> Nick, yeah, essentially Nikki's contribution to this conversation is the sooner but it's you know over what? the Nikki, better Nikki is a perfect candidate to, to be a um fan of St Anger because there's no guitar solos and the song's wrapped up within three minutes mm. that and that was a rule and that album was that we're, we're going to make a metal album or a hard rock no album without solos. any guitar solos yeah. okay, I've never listened to it but I will well you might be the first and only fan <laughs> hey I think I like it more than sorry no okay. it's bad don't get me wrong <laughs> but no, I think my favourite is probably the opener. Yeah. Um, or I still go back to um, if Darkness had a song because I I just like the kind of dynamic shift and the chugging. And yeah, the, it's a. Per- I mean, it's, it's you can see vocals, why they chose it as a yeah. single again. Yeah. It's it's got what you want. It's it's catchy. It's it's chunky. It's there's some good solos going on. Uh, Nikki, did you have like a favourite? Was is Lux Turner your favourite? As I did say. I've already stated my favourite, yes. What's like to tell Yeah. That? Did you have a least favourite or was that um, too difficult for you? Hey, I've already said I didn't hate this album. Oh. It's solid. I just found it quite difficult to like pick difficult out. Difficult to like? No. <laughs> I found it difficult to pick out particular high and low points because again... Especially with one listen, I can get that. No, but I, again, I think it's it's got quite a similar tempo the whole way mm-hmm. through and it's just, it's just quite got got a very similar energy I, w- I would say it's taken me a few listens to really appreciate the things I like about it my first listen through was when it came out and we were in Paris and I listened to it in mm. the morning in the, in our room we were staying in and it just kind of it just kind of happened and I didn't really remember any of it it took another listen later yeah. on for me to sort of start picking things out I mean I think I've already said Screaming Suicide I thought just sounded a bit dated and clumsy mm. um, Chasing Light I think is one of several tracks that just drags on for mm-hmm. too long um, but I think that's one of quite a few of them I think you know they're good songs they're just like why do they need to be the songs average on six seven minutes which I think the, the difficulty is, and I do wonder if it's because... That's, yeah, it's not needed. No, I do wonder if it's because of the age they are and sort of obviously <laughs> they're... No, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting somewhere else with this. These poor old men. No, no, but I mean, I more mean the stage of life they are at in terms of what their priorities are and all this kind of stuff. I wonder if they feel that because they release albums now much less regularly... You know, it's generally five to what? Well, no, more than that, isn't it? We're talking eight years between Death Magnetic and Hardwired, and then 
seven years between hardwired and 72 seasons so i wonder if part of it is that they feel like they're releasing music so rarely now that they feel like they need to release just everything they've got do you know what I mean? In one go. Just throw everything well, they've already it. They have to. They have to wait for that amount of time to be able to be together and get together and record it. And so they just record as much as they can and put that out. I don't know. That's the, I wonder if there's that element to They're, it. I think they were conscious of the big gap, but then yeah. you shouldn't be. You should make an album when you're ready to make an album. Yeah. Because that's... And be disciplined with making that album the best it can be. Yeah. If that means it being shorter. Um. Yeah, I can, I can see I can see the logic of if they think you know fans want as much music as they can give. They them, have their own label. There'd be no label pressure. No. So they obviously thought, okay, now the the time is right. Yeah. It was made like in the middle of COVID and post COVID. They obviously had some decent ideas. Um, I don't know if the if the rehab rehab stuff stunted things, but. We don't know. I, I don't really know the timelines, to be honest. Um, I feel... I, the big thing I'd say is I feel like my position has changed slightly in that I kind of feel like I'd be quite happy if this was it. Because I can't see, at this point, mm-hmm. I can't see them releasing anything that's going to be much better. I, I could see if they did yeah. something very, I think we said last time if they did something very different and released like some kind of a co- more acoustic-y I don't know something like that in, in in the future then maybe that would be something they could do to sort of end the career off but I don't know I think I don't know <sighs> I, yeah because I think as a touring band you, you don't want to be a nostalgia act no no and they they certainly have and there's a risk of going that way that. And I'm sure they wouldn't make any new material they thought it wasn't the best that they could possibly be yeah. it'd just be a shame if this was it because they still got it's not like none of them have diminished in talent no no in the way they play or perform I mean I think James could do could just do his own thing yeah, 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 yeah. That could be the way. That could be the way forward, I suppose. But then again, like you say, like Kirk's still one of the best metal guitarists out there. But and... Kirk's played with Kirk could play in any band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's played. I saw. I saw him play with. He did. He did a song with Mick Fleetwood. Yeah. And Elton John. I mean, look. He can. He can basically come on and play anything. Maiden are still doing it, and they're all in their seventies, pretty much. So Rob has a, still Rob still has time. suicidal tendencies. Yes, he's got his own own thing going on. The band's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, just to clarify. <laughs> I mean, they're such a good live band, and they're always going to get massive yeah. crowds. So it's like, I, I suppose. They don't need to do anything new, but they've still no, got that like, creative urge yeah. to do something. I think, obviously, they've just got to accept that when they're playing live, it's not these songs that are going to get... They're not going to get great reactions. No, no, it's like they've got their classic back catalogue that people are always going to be coming to the show. I think for. they know that. You look at any set list from, from recent times, you know, it's not it's not hardwired heavy or anything like that. They're, they're playing all the classics mm. and they might do a couple of new ones, like... But I would, there's still some songs on Hardwired that I'd want them to play. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. 
Yeah, you don't want to just get stuck in 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 playing that same old set list every time either. I mean, I think the real sort of who who runs the band, Lars, really. Yeah. So it would be up to him to sort yeah. of, I guess, call time. Yeah, probably. When it's right. Probably. Um, the, I mean, the only last thing to do really is to say where it would sit amongst the other albums for us. So we were trying to remember Lucy's original rankings. This was a while ago that we did it. We know. We. I mean, so you know, Ride of the Lightning is your favourite. No, St. Anger's your worst. <laughs> Uh, where, where, like, whereabouts would you put seventy-two seasons? Do you think just top of your head, amongst everything? I mean, this this could be this this, and it's no shade on the album, really, but it could be second to last. Really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Because it's at the moment quite forgettable. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, I, I people not load and reload, but it's actually got some stuff that I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, I've 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 got it quite high up at the moment. I've given it. I think I've listened all the way through three times. I've listened to certain songs more than that. But that be, but you've already said that you prefer this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 above Hardwired and Death Magnetic for me. Um. I don't think it's as good as Hardwired. I don't. Uh, see, that one was quite low down for me. Okay. I had Reload at the bottom, Load, St. Anger, and then Hardwired. Um, so I've got it I've got it pretty much slap bang in the middle is where I've got it at the moment. So I've got... So my, my, my favourite was Master of Puppets, then Ride of Lightning, then Black Album, then Kill Em All, and then I put 72 Seasons after that, I think. Mm-hmm. At the moment. Who knows? Cool. And then Death Magnetic... And then a justice for all. Oh, that was my other unpopular opinion. Was having a justice yeah, for we all were, that low down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite unpopular. <laughs> I did. I genuinely. I thought I might revise oh, my third that favorite. I think. I thought I might revise that for this uh, revisited episode. I had not listened through to it the other day. Just to think like, what's wrong, wrong with it? Nothing. Oh, it's just <laughs> it's, it's empty. This well, there's something's wrong with it, but the production for one thing. It's empty. It's it's empty of sound. A lot of people still rate it as their number yeah, one. They do, they do. I think it depends what you want from it. it. Yeah. Go back and listen to the original episode if you want the full, <laughs> full description of why I don't mm-hmm. rate it. But yeah, I thought I thought I might change. I think I do like it more now than I did when we did the original ranking. I think listening to it in isolation and not after listening two weeks off Metallica. Yeah. I liked it more. Um, but yeah it's still, I still can't justify putting it any higher than it, than I had it there but yeah so 70 seasons it's kind of just in the top half for me at this point I think I need to um, give it another listen or another few listens before it's, I can really mend my mind I've, I've heard it's a grower anyway it's definitely taken I've definitely liked it more each time I've listened to it okay yeah. I mean I've listened to it a few times what I can say is they sound really good James sounds better than ever. Mm. Production is really is really tight. Um, I don't think they're lacking ideas because I think this is what they're going with. It's just it is bloated. It is bloated and it is. But I think because I know that they can do so much more. Yeah. For me, it's disappointing. Yeah. No, I get it. I get that. 
Well, who knows? Maybe in another seven years we'll have another revisited. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, in, maybe in seven years we'll have a rap album. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> or like a James Hetfield full-on country album. See, that, that I think you're right. I think that is, that is genuinely something that could could happen one day and I don't think it would be a bad thing well, him and his daughter like his daughter can sing yeah him and his daughter doing something we just don't know guys basically but this is the way they're going at the moment suck it and see <laughs> <laughs> alright see you soon then bye <laughs>